0: Hello, this is Janet from JanetSandberg.com, and you're listening to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast, the weekly show that talks to peers and professionals who open up about their darkest moments when they felt like ending it all, why they didn't, and how they transformed their lives in order to triumph over the darkness and despair. Please remember to subscribe if you'd like to hear more inspiring stories. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast. I am your host Janet Sandberg and I am here today with our guest Jacqueline Goodwin. Um did I say that right? I realized as I was saying it that not some people say Jacqueline and other most anybody I know says Jacqueline so I hope I said it correctly. Um <laughs> good. Well, let's um I'll let you tell our listeners, a little bit about yourself.
1: Good evening. Uh, well, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina, so it's about seven o'clock getting nighttime here where I'm at. Um, I am Pastor Jacqueline Goodwin. I am the founder of Healing the Vessel International Ministries. I am a mother of three young adult children 30, 27, and twenty. 20- I am the grandmother of a grandmother turning 10, matter of fact, in about three weeks, and I'm um, a two-year-old grandson. Um, I'm an author, and I am a coach, so I am about to launch my coaching business on December, December the 30th this year, so I'm branching out to something new. Amazing. <laughs> and um, I, I just love people. Um, I work in the community. Um, I do um, minister counseling as well as marriage counseling. So, and I love to exercise. So I walk about five and a half miles every day.
0: Oh wow! Good for you. Yes, ma'am. Well done. I love the the work that you do, and that you're continuing to expand and broaden. Um, the way that you reach out and and help people. And I think a lot of us that have have been through these times where, you know, we've we've needed help then when we get to the point where we're feeling like we're at a good place in our lives, we want to give that back. And so many of us who have, considered not being here anymore you know we end up in some sort of helping profession at the end of it um (laughs) yeah yep or or writing books or you know doing doing something as a way to um to help those because we understand we understand how how terrible life can be sometimes yes we want to help those people who were going through it. You know, and that's, you know, I'm also a a coach and a healer and that's what I always said like I it took me so long cuz I had to do so much of it on my own because I didn't know there were people out there who could help me. So now that's, you know, if I can help others go through their their healing journey faster and easier than I did, then that's that's what I want to um do. Yeah, <laughs> quite well, simply.
1: So going back, I, I believe, um, well, one of my um mottos is that I believe that what we go through is also to help others along Absolutely. With the other, you know, and who can be the best teacher or helper when you've experienced yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Although there was one point, you know, I've, I've been through a lot in, in my life. And I'm like, okay, like I don't need to be an expert on absolutely every terrible thing that life can throw at you. Like a couple is good. Like, can we stop now? <laughs> oh,
1: you no, on no, that one, definitely. Yes.
0: But let's get back to you. And can you share with us, you know, what was going on in your life when you were so low that you considered ending your life?
1: Well um at this time I had uh, just gone through a divorce. So I had three smaller children at that time and I was a single mom. Mhm. working. But my kids they especially my son, he liked to do a lot of extracurricular activities and sometimes I had to tell him no, he couldn't do it because of the finances. Right. And I was just feeling um it was just one Saturday morning My kids had went to spend a night with my aunt and I was just in the house thinking, okay, they would probably be much better without me because they're just going through the struggle because of my struggle. They are struggling. And I wanted to give them more like to do extra things that other kids was doing and buying them different things that they wanted. Um, And I was like, their need was always met, but it was just like the extra stuff that they desired that they wanted. So I was just feeling like I just wasn't a good enough mom. Um, Satan was planning in my mind. Sees, well, you know, they'll probably be much better off without you. They'll be much better with your parents raising them because your parents are financially stable. Um, My parents was helping me, but I was just tired of my parents always having to help me pay this, help me pay that. And that already with my aunt um i'll be home my parents are gonna pick them up and it'll just be an easy way out and then they'll be much better you know financially
0: financially right
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: there's a little more to to being a mom and a parent than than just that but yeah. i totally understand when you feel like you can't give your kids everything that you want to give them yes you know, it's just it it makes it really hard and when you're struggling and we've had you know we're we're gathering a lot of stories and a lot of the same themes come up and financial struggle is is a big one it is you now when it, you especially can't you have little, live the life
1: yeah you've got little ones dependent on you um you know me and our father were going back and forth he wasn't paying child support so it's just just feeling overwhelmed, like tired of going back and forth to court, and tired of rearranging this to make sure this get paid, you know, and just the overwhelmness. And I just was like, you know what, this is it. Okay, Double you're winning. You you got the best answer. I'm just going to give in. And it was at that moment I decided to take. I had um this big pack of Benadryl pills, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to take all 24 pack, and I'm just going to sleep out of it. And I tell you, Janet, literally, I took the pills and at the same time I was taking them, my body, I just started throwing them back up. And it was at that time, my mother told me it was 3.30 and her and my dad was coming to get me, just to get me out of the house because I didn't have the kids. And my mom said the Holy Spirit told her to go back in the house and pray for me. And at the Mm -hmm. same time, she was praying for me. I was throwing up all of the pills, and oh that my goodness, my life my my glory be to God. It was just my mother being the intercessor, she's passed on now, but the intercessor that she was, and being um, the gift of discernment, being in tune with the Holy Spirit to be obedient and listen instead of saying, No, we're gonna go ahead and go by her house. But that being obedient and listening to the Holy Spirit went back in the house fell on her knees and began to pray didn't ask any questions she just prayed and in the midst of her praying it saved my life wow
0: wow i just got goosebumps all over listening <laughs> to that
1: story yeah oh and I, I really thank god because had it not been for when the bible said the prayer of the righteous of as much have it not been for my mother's prayers i would have Miss so much. I became the founder, as I said earlier, of Healing Investor International Ministry. I've been able to went to um, South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa, and was an international speaker for a women conference where, through the Holy Spirit, I impacted many lives. But none of that would have happened had my life had ended. Um, I've birthed ten books none of those 10 books would have been birth. I, I would have never seen my kids grow up, seeing my grandchildren grow up. You know, even the, the midst of all of that, um, branching out to be a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, being a pastor, just seeing my life, how it has impact. I became a a drug court counselor. I've seen some of my clients then come back and see me in Walmart saying, you know, Ms. Goodwin, I've changed my life. I've gotten off of drugs. they have gotten married. They got kids. But to go back and look, that one decision could have changed my life, but it also would have been a domino effect to others' lives.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I truly believe that we carry certain things for certain people. And when we don't fulfill our obligation or our destiny, it changed that domino effect. Yes, God does raise somebody else up to do it, but he also have us designed to just make an impact on a certain audience or it may be just one person.
0: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And, and I, I just thank God that my mother prayed. I got, as I said earlier, I've seen my kids grow up. I've seen my granddaughter be on the honor roll. So I've witnessed to see my, my grandson Um, That have some challenges, but he is really just exceeding all the expectations that the the goals that has been set for him. So none of those things I would have not gotten to see had my life ended. You know, wouldn't have been went to Africa and minister to some women, made some dynamic relationships, um, Mm -hmm. met for women that were going through. But because of what I went through, like I said earlier, you know what we go through sometimes for others, and sometimes for ourselves, but the things that I went through helped some of them. It was women over there that were being fed lives by the enemy to commit suicide, but for me to pour into them and let them see, but you're still here, you know, and this is how you're impacting your your family, you're influencing your family, your friends, your audience, but we don't realize that, you know, when you're being overwhelmed, when you feel like the world is being dumped on you and there's no way out, that seems just to be the easy way. Let me just end it.
0: hmm
1: hmm
0: Yeah. It does feel like that would be definitely not. And and I think we all kind of know it's not really the best choice. It just feels like it's the only choice yeah. To to change everything that's going on around us to change our lives. You know, we're just done with this life and can't really carry on. So after, um, you took the pills, did you, um, did you seek medical care? Did you have, you know, therapists or were there any other ways sort of to, once you sort of realize like, I'm in a kind of a rock bottom place here. Um, or did did you just have your your family and your friends and the support? like how how did you go from you know that bottom to where you are now? like what what was the the transition like
1: the transition for, for me was um my faith. Um, I did not seek um professional care, but I did seek like my friends. Um, I talked to them because some of them, my friends are counselors. Well, my okay. boss is my friend, but she's a counselor. And um, I, I just talked to them. But the majority, the most effective thing for me was my faith. I started getting in my Bible, reading what the word of God says, and just expounding and growing into my word and my faith. And my mom pointing to me, you know, um, really my church community. mm mm-hmm that was my source of foundation and and really just studying the Word of God, applying the Word of God to my life and open up to my eyes to um, the facts that the, the scriptures. I would write out scriptures and post them that where I was living at that time I had scriptures all over on my, in my mm-hmm. bin, on my refrigerator. So just keep feeding myself, the Word of God and praying and, and talking to friends just being authentic, you know, being authentic with my friends about you know this is how I'm feeling. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a a big inner circle, but I have a a small inner circle of women of God that i I connected with that now when I we we talk to each other, we are authentic, we are transparent.
0: Yeah. That's so important to have that that foundation and that support from people people around us, whether it's one person, whether it's a professional that you're paying to support you, or if it's just not just, but if it's, you know, family or friends or um, community, you know, we, we all need to have other people around us for support to to guide us, to bounce things off of, just to vent to, right? Yeah. Keeping that all in is is what keeps us down, which is, as we've discussed on the podcast before, the, the terrible part about depression is that we don't want to burden people. So we keep it all in, which makes it worse, which, you know, it just sort of keeps going and keeps going.
1: And the other thing that helped me, um I journal. I started that. Because when I got married, I stopped. I used to write all the time when I was in high school, middle school. Then I got married and had all these different roles, mother, wife, you know, doing different things. And I sort of stopped writing. Mm -hmm. But um, my divorce actually was a new door, a new journey for me to get back into writing. So I wanted to mention that, too. That was another key factor, me journaling and writing out my feelings. And exercising helped me a lot. Well, I just walk and meditate and clear my mind.
0: Yes, I love that. So many people think that meditating is just, you know, sitting on a pillow in the corner and closing your eyes and breathing. But there's so many different ways to meditate and walking meditation is one of them. And, you know, you just walk around and and be aware of your surroundings, right? Like you're looking at the birds in the trees and the flower growing out of the sidewalk and getting out of your head. That's yes. what's so beautiful about that. That's what meditation is, but it I find it easier to do when I'm walking and being really in the moment.
1: That's me. That's me. I love walking. I love being by the water. The water just mm. opens eyes to different revelation. And I realized it wasn't, it wasn't that my kids were so concerned about the money. It was me. So then when I start looking at that part, that you're giving your kids the best part of you and that's what they needed. Yes. But i started looking at all oh, the material things, they didn't have this like some of the other kids had, but- They, they didn't have
0: the little, Lululemons that the other kids had.
1: <laughs> but they were clean, they were never dirty, their hair was, exactly. you know. And when I start looking at that stuff, I was like, wow, it was never them. And you know, they just appreciated them. And I opened up to them as they got older, about you know my my suicide thoughts. They were like you know, mom, it wasn't the material things. We just like being with you, like going to the park and just hanging out, or we um, getting a four for four. And I had three children, so I would share with one, and the other two would share a meal. But those things now, as they are adult, they say that's what made them. They appreciate those things, yeah. so they know okay, if we have to struggle, it's okay. We can right. overcome. And we see our mama is overcome.
0: Yeah, yeah. As long as they have the love and the care, that's yeah. really all that matters. And that's it. Yeah. I also loved what you said about, you know, writing little scriptures down and sticking them all over the house. <laughs> it was ever- and whether it's it's scriptures or or any sort of inspiring yeah. little saying, motivational saying, I used to do that too. I'd write them on my mirrors and have the little post-it notes around. And I remember one time I had somebody in the house who was doing some work and he's like, can I use your bathroom? And it was like the kid's bathroom or my bathroom. And I'm like, oh, we'll <laughs> use mine. Cause the kid's is a mess. And then he was in there and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like inspirational quotes stuck all over the bathroom and written on the mirrors." <laughs> and he's probably thinking I was a little bit, uh, not crazy but I hope that he was also inspired while he was
1: in there yeah I was about to say that maybe it just inspired him as well to see because you never know what people are going through people can be smiling but hurting on the inside yeah and the thing that I realized with um suicide people look at you when you're smiling and you're dressed and you're smelling good looking good but all behind that you can be hurting you can have on the makeup and still be hurting so mm-hmm. is it I, I, I've learned to check in with people and just you know how you really feel and let's be transparent, you know. And that is one thing that's also, I me: mean, just being transparent, being real with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we need more people who don't take fine as an answer. We need those fine. people around us. To, and I spoke about this with another podcast guest and he said just that, you know, he gets in people's faces, you know, and and how are you doing? I'm fine. No, you're not like, tell me I'm not leaving until you tell me how you're doing for real. Yeah. And sometimes we, we need people to push us and to be like, it's okay. You're not going to burden me with what you tell me because I'm strong enough to support you.
1: That's it. That's it. I, I call it, um, the three D's digging (laughs) discovering and getting deeper
0: oh i love that digging discovering and getting deeper
1: those are those are one of the things that um the holy spirit gave me when i was going through my suicidal thought He was like we're getting ready to dig get to the root of the problem Mm -hmm. and discover the root of the problem we're gonna go deeper to the surface
0: yes yes and then once we figure out what that what that root cause is, then we can, yeah, we can heal it and fix it. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't go away, all you know, 100%. But we at least get to a point where we can manage it and it doesn't interfere so much with our right. day-to-day lives and and our families and friends and jobs and all right. the things that are important.
1: It's a, it's a process that I tell people. A healing journey is a process. It's just like um, one of the things that I'm going to do with my coaching program that the um, Holy Spirit showed me is having people do like when people do a vision board, we're going to do a healing board. Like, what mm. are your how do you see yourself heal? So we I can Like
0: work. that, yeah. And and it's different for everybody. Everybody's journey is different. What heals helps one person heal doesn't help another person. You just got to keep. Trying different things until you find out what works and who is your best support and guide and counselor. Why? Sometimes it takes a little trial and error, which sometimes we don't have the energy for, but you just gotta keep coming back. Yes.
1: That's, That's like trial and error. So you gotta like keep coming back, take a deep breath, step back, relax, take a quick nap if you need to, and then get back up.
0: Naps are the best. Yes. All right. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners?
1: Yes. Um, I would like to encourage anybody that is listening to the podcast, you have something to offer. You are a rare jewel. So do not give up and do not give in to your suicidal thoughts. There is somebody that needs you.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story and inspiring us and doing your work in the world.
1: Yes. And most important thing, Jesus loves you. So just don't give up. (laughs) That's key. Jesus loves you. And thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are loved, you are worthy, you are valuable, you are meant for more, and that it really does get better. If you are in crisis, there are numbers that you can call or text to get the help that you need. That information for Canada and the U.S. is in the description below each episode. If you are in immediate crisis, please call 911. We love you, and I hope you'll listen again.